What does it take to make a great sequel? And why are there so few? How many times have we gone to the theater to see the follow-up to a movie that we love, only to be disappointed? In some ways, making a sequel seems harder than creating an original work, assuming our definition of success is paying off expectations of the fans versus simply riding the coattails of a well-known property to simply get studio buy-in and make back your budget at the box office. A great sequel needs to honor and build on the source material, and then deliver something even better, or at least just as good. Because when it fails to deliver, we the fans notice immediately. Honestly, I don't envy anyone in that position. Which is why it's so interesting to me that the, at the time, relatively new director James Cameron would sign up to create the follow-up to the groundbreaking sci-fi horror masterpiece Alien, and have the audacity to put his own unique spin on the movie. What we get is an action-packed follow-up which both honors the original vision of Alien and yet manages to take that vision in a new and exciting direction. Quite an accomplishment for a new director just starting to make a name for himself. I am really looking forward to diving into this movie with Chris and exploring all of these aspects of this amazing movie. As today, on Movies Will Save the World, we discuss Aliens. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And this is Chris Peterson. And today we are following up on our last week's episode, uh, the 1979 Alien, and discussing for the theme of great sequels, 1986's Aliens. Aliens, uh, yes, not see. Alien 2. Aliens with a Z. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. the new modern hip version of, of Aliens. Are kids still using Zs? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, Chris, I am feeling great. I am relaxed. I just had I just had a massage, so I feel super like zen and ready to talk yeah. about this nonstop action yeah. James Cameron movie. From I the told 80s. you you should have done both at the same time. I don't know why you chose to do that first. We could have just yeah. killed two birds with one stone, but that's very true. You're very self focused. <laughs> I'm a selfish man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I we don't usually do this. We don't pair movies up together. No, but we have not. I, I feel like these two are deserving of talking about back to, get, back, to back because, uh, you know, full disclosure, I like them both quite a bit. Um, right. Yes. And they often get compared, right? You often yeah. get the question, which one do you like more? And, and, and this is an interesting and unique example of sequels that different director, different writer, right. you know, um, all of that stuff. And, you know, I, I think James Cameron to a certain extent has sort of a knack for building sequels based on maybe <laughs> someone else's work, but kind of picking the parts that work about it. And, and, and I feel like there's a lot of that in this film. So, um, I'm not sure where to start. Um, but it is always fun with some of these older movies to, to kind of talk about, 
you know, where, where we found them or discovered sure. them in our sort of experience. So what, what was yours? When did you first see this? So unlike Alien, um, <laughs> I saw this movie in the theater when it came out. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was young, but I, <laughs> my friend and I probably snuck in because um, I was very psyched to see yeah. it. And, and also, yeah. but see, you know, not knowing, you know, not knowing anything about it really, other than mm-hmm. it was aliens that had more than one. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was, st- I was, I was still very um, anxious, like because yeah. the first one traumatized me <laughs> so much <laughs> that I, I was expecting more of the same, and sure. then, and then got a very different movie that I absolutely loved. But it is mm-hmm. definitely a, it's it's two different experiences. So absolutely, um, yeah. So I was I was fortunate that yeah I I saw it with everybody else in the world, you know, just mm-hmm. in the theater. So it was it, I fell in love with it instantly, but for different yeah. different reasons. It, well, well, different reasons exactly. I, I I I mean, I'll just say this now: like people have asked me, oh, which one do you like more? And my my common answer is I feel like Alien is the better film. Right. And Aliens is the better movie. Interesting. In the sense that okay. in the sense that Alien is a movie you sit down when you want to experience like all of the filmmaking and, and the tension and the artistry and the creativity that goes into it. Aliens is like, I just want to watch a kick-ass action movie <laughs> in, in a genre that I already know and love. Right. And, you know, the, the fact there's that there's more of them is awesome. And we've got space Marines and, you know, it just, it's more of a popcorn movie for me. You know, I'll just like oh, indeed. sit back and, 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 and eat some popcorn and, and watch this awesome 80s action movie. Now, I do think, um, well, for one, when it comes to action movies, the 80s did, I mean, they perfected <laughs> it. And we really, we, we, yeah. have, we have not improved upon any formulaic things <laughs> that were done in its golden age, you know? I mean, we've already done Predator, uh-huh. uh, which actually came after this. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's so much to mine there just in action movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'll... I think you and I may differ on this point. I actually hmm. think Alien is overall better. I like it better. Oh, even, even though I love this movie, like yeah, it, I I think it's it's interesting to me that in those discussions, because some people do think this is the better the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I mean, they're idiots, <laughs> but they're. I, I don't. It's interesting. I haven't heard the argument sold. Well, to let me. me yeah, let me let me clarify my my answer there a little bit. I respect Alien a whole lot more than I respect Aliens. <laughs> um, I, I think it. I, so you know the the sort of like Alien is a better film. Aliens is a better movie. That's a little bit tongue in cheek, and and kind of what I'm trying to get out there is that there's just the fun like right. You know, just sit back and watch space marines shoot aliens <laughs> aspect to the second movie that i find very very enjoyable but it'd be like trying to compare i don't know like like uh, like a kubrick movie to a St- spielberg movie right like okay okay i could love both but i'm gonna at the end of the day i'm gonna say like kubrick is a master filmmaker and i'm gonna respect his work more but do i sit down every day to watch 2001 a space odyssey not necessarily <laughs> but i'll but i'll come back and watch like a dumb spielberg movie you know what i mean right 
See, yeah. I've actually seen of the two. I, I I don't know if there's a movie I've actually seen more than Alien. Mm, I, I don't okay. know. I don't know. I haven't kept a journal of it, but uh-huh. um, and I've seen Aliens like <laughs> probably twenty times. But, <laughs> yeah. but I but I I see. I continually go back. Um, either watch parts of Alien or just sit down and watch mm. the whole th- the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, that movie's that kind of special to me. So it's hard. It, sure. you know, so it's hard for me because I'm not. Um, I don't know. It, it's it, I. For me, the question is, I, w- I wonder why, because I totally see your point in terms of mm-hmm. what is it about aliens that's just so enjoyable, and maybe mm-hmm. that's one thing to talk about, is what, what mm. the parts that we just, <laughs> because the, the pacing of it is so, is so good, like in yeah. terms of it, it has like these, you know, the, it's, the, it's like the quiet, loud, quiet, loud kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, totally, yeah. It, it, that kind of format, and it, mm-hmm. it, it just works it just works better than yeah. m- most movies, period. So Yeah. Well, this whole conversation doesn't have to be proving which one is better. Right? <laughs> like I think yes. I think they're <laughs> I think they are different movies, right? And they are very different movies by different directors and I think feel like they serve a different purpose. Which um right. which was smart, I think, on Cameron's part. Absolutely, it, and and I watched. I mean, I've seen the making of this movie, the documentaries, mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> behind the scenes, the yeah, you know, and Cameron's commentary itself. Um, listened to, and um, yeah, I mean, he his his opinion even was like Alien is like a perfect movie. I'm not gonna right. like, I'm not gonna remake that movie, mm-hmm. and and he went into you know um, his own direction for it because he was like. I mean, what did he he had, he had done Terminator, which I think is kind mm-hmm. of how he got this gig. And did he yeah. do what else? Do, I mean, it's I should know this. I know more. I know more of his career after this than <laughs> than prior to it, because um, he he came kind of from the Roger Corman, um, you know, B movie factory. I think that's where he got mm-hmm. his like his education in filmmaking. Um, but. Um, did he? Did he do Rambo? Did he do one of the Rambos, like First Blood Part Two or something like that? Uh, why don't not we... directed. No. Okay. I... Why don't we know <laughs> these things? As you were talking, I quickly pulled up his IMDb. But yeah, you're right. He after the Terminator, he did this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, and then after this, he did the Abyss. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I've I've seen his, you know, I've seen all his work in the in mm-hmm. the in the theater itself, and starting with this one, and man. Um, he nailed it. <laughs> I, I think so too. And I think that's an interesting place to go. I mean, we are talking about these movies back to back. Um, I feel like, you know, it's funny. One of the things we were talking about in, when we were talking about alien is all of the things that were established mm. that were then continued and paid off in oh, right. future movies. And I kind of wonder to a certain extent, maybe you got to give a lot of that credit to Cameron for picking up on those things. You know, we've got the, the continuation of the Android character. We've got the Mm -hmm. motion sensors, um, (laughs) you know, we've got all of the same elements that were set up in that first movie. And I feel like to me, and I'm a little mixed on Cameron, but I think, (laughs) I think it, in this movie and in, in a bunch, he really comes through as being able to identify the elements that are important 
and and continue those while then sort of molding it into the movie that he wants to make. It feels very much like someone who is a huge fan of the source material and is able to sort right. of like pick up on all of the things that are important to him <laughs> and then carry it forward in a style that is true to the kind of movie he wants well, to make. What, you, know? you mean rather than trash the entire <laughs> the entire canon of work to make some something that's just going to offend all the fans? Do you mean all of the rest of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, we do, we definitely have these two stand I mean, these two back to back are yeah. so, are so good that yeah. that unfortunately everything else just looks I mean, and they are a lot of these are shitty movies that came out mm-hmm. after it. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, just yeah. and, and and I would I mean, I could make a case that Alien 3 is not a bad movie. Um but that's not what we're talking about here, but it's um it's certainly yeah, when when we talk about it's it's hard to talk about alien without talking about aliens and vice mm-hmm. versa. I mean, it's yeah. you have you you have to almost um, right, right. But they are I'll, so different, right? I'll say briefly. I agree with you on Alien Three. I think it's not a bad movie. I thought it right. was a good. I when I saw Alien Three, I thought this was a good end to the trilogy. And then exactly. they made fucking Alien yeah, Four, <laughs> which is yeah. <laughs> And they're talking about doing another one, except they're going to ignore, um, I think, three and four. I think I think it would be the spiritual, they say it's going to be the spiritual successor of Aliens. Nope, so, not buying it. Yeah. Not buying it for one minute. <laughs> it's going to have Avatar in it and oh, the Terminator. And- <laughs> yeah, this goes back to, like... <laughs> Well, you said Terminator. That remind that redeemed Cameron, but you said Avatar before that. And I, I'm not happy. <laughs> well, so you know, one of the things that we, I, we haven't talked about this in advance. One of the things that came up when we talked about Alien was, you know, were was there a different way that you watched this movie this time? Are the mm. things that you picked up on? Um, that maybe yeah. stood out a little bit more than uh, the last time, and um, I'm curious if 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 anything like that happened when you were watching it this time. Well, I, I so I took the assignment very seriously in the sense that <laughs> I, I I I really wanted to say, well, is it is it as good? Is it better? Is it worse? Mm, Whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I was mm-hmm. actually very more I I did something different in the, in the sense I was actually very critical of of, mm, of, of mm-hmm. the film and thinking you know did this re- did this really work you know right. and at you know at the beginning it's like yeah it's all kind of whatever but then I just like yeah just put my pen down and just like <laughs> got <laughs> went so- along for the ride yeah exactly so it did it does its job so yeah, yeah. so I guess I tried to. I tried to take an approach, you know, like we yeah. did with Alien, saying, "Well, let's 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 look at it in a way, maybe, or try mm-hmm. to find something unique, unique way to watch it." And again, right. I, I I did fail. In, I had, in, in this one. <laughs> I had almost the same experience. Like once the once all the Space Marines load up in the APC, yeah. and it's like it it drops out of the drop shift ship, and they're yeah. driving along in yep. the rain. I'm like, I'm gonna put my notes away. <laughs> I can't eat popcorn fast enough while I'm trying to take notes. <laughs> yeah, because once it starts going, and then I just yeah lo- get get lost in the yeah the the moment. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, 
Yeah. And, and and this goes back to what you said with the pacing, right? Like it just it just this movie just trucks along and and it it's like it's like dragging you by your collar, right? <laughs> just like where it wants you to go and and I and I think it's I think it's really it, it's it's brilliant in that way. Yeah, cuz I I mean, I actually do have a memory of when I saw it in the theater the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was kind of exhausted, you know, at, at <laughs> up and up until like I mean, up until up until the end, but uh-huh. but I was thinking, you know, like after they lost Newt, I was like, well, they'll uh-huh. pr- they'll probably have to find her, right? But I was not prepared for, you know, that last this, twenty twenty minutes, which is mind blowing action. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he couldn't possibly keep. I you know I was thinking he pro you know how how could they possibly keep this going? It's just gonna right gonna run out of energy and that even that not even rescuing newt was the end there was still the boss battle on the ship that was coming so it just is relentless i mean it is and each set piece is different and you know Mm -hmm. it's it's just amazing i mean i did he i mean he's won oscars and everything but has he made a better movie than aliens his second his second time out i don't think he has I'm not sure. I mean, I would put up Terminator 2 as the Which, one to compete against yeah, that's, that's, it. But, yeah, that's strong competition. That yeah. would be a close competition there, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. And I would argue that Aliens has had a bigger, uh, a bigger cultural impact oh, and for a longer sure. lasting impact than Terminator 2. Yeah, so, I, I think so as well. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Aliens references show up in video games pop culture like all over the place well you know? it, it, yeah anything that i mean i, I was gonna do some <laughs> i got late i was too lazy to do this but, uh-huh. <laughs> but it, it would have been fun i was gonna read to you actual quotes from hudson and ones that i just like made up and have you choose like which <laughs> things did he say and which he didn't say because uh-huh. every word that comes out of bill paxton's mouth is just a genius <laughs> dialogue yeah and he is like i mean game over man i mean how many times have you heard that in just about everything (laughs) i know i know no he's he's wonderful one of the things i noticed when i was watching this this time is this is another movie where i feel like everything that is introduced is paid off on in yes. some way. Yeah. Good point. Um, you know, we have, you know, the fact that alien or alien, the fact that, uh, Ripley, Ellen Ripley, um, is working in loading docks, driving motors, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And right. then that gets paid off in the Sulaco in the spaceship, yep. right? When they're trying to do all their prep. And then that finally leads up to the final battle with the alien at the end. Um, I mean, there is a ton of stuff like that. There's even the, like, <laughs> I laughed at this. I laugh at this every time. Paul Reiser, I love him in this movie. Yeah. He's such an asshole. Oh, but, I know. He's great. <laughs> but he's, you know, like his very first line to Ripley is like, I work for the company, but I'm really an okay guy. Yeah. It's like red flag number one, <laughs> you know? Um, no, but I, I just, I feel like th- there is a ton in this movie that, is set up early and then and then paid off um, uh, uh, further along, right? I I don't feel like there are any details um, that that aren't circled back to or don't actually matter for the way that the movie unfolds. And 
and I think that's that's excellent filmmaking. It's true. For yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like Cameron movies are long in general, <laughs> but yeah. and they he probably could even make them longer than if if he was given. You know, he he gets he gets free reign in a lot of ways. But um, I mean, the 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 dude is just love him or hate him. I mean, he mm-hmm. is perfectionist in terms yeah. of just being maybe overly involved in his films and yeah if, if he puts it in there it's in there for a reason you know what i mean right. it's it mm-hmm. may be a stupid reason but mm-hmm. it's 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 a reason that yeah that that has to tie into something else yeah um yeah but i you know it's funny you said i never thought of that but it's, you're absolutely right i mean that's there is there's no there's no waste left over like well that was dumb why did he why do they introduce that or, or, or do that and it just kind of fizzles off into, you know, the ether? Yeah. And, and little, like, I, I really appreciated it, how they introduced and developed the characters. Right. You know, this is another movie. It's a little bit like, you know, Predator and some of the other movies that we've watched where it, you know, ultimately one by one people get taken out <laughs> right. by this right. force. And the question is, how do you differentiate them from each other? How do you make them... How do you make the audience care about, you know, 12 space Marines or however many they right. are, right? Yeah. Um, and this is another movie that I think does a good job of just enough character development where, you know, um, you get, you know, Hudson in one of the first scenes when he's like giving Bishop a hard time to do the, the knife trick. And then, you know, when, he, when it's his hand, he's like, ah, you know, so you already know he's like, he's like the big talker, but like, you know, at the end of the day kind of a scaredy cat um you know and, and you get the cool headed hicks you know yep. um and oh and i and the the relationship between um uh vasquez and, and, and um, drake and, and drake. drake right yeah. it's another one of those great pairings that you have in movies like this where you know one of them's gonna die and it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be and sad right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. they um to, to the point about differentiating, um, there, there's something that Cameron had them do. Hmm. Um, so they, they actually, you know, they did that special forces training that, you know, mm-hmm. actors sometimes do, basically how to mm-hmm. hold a gun properly and, right. you know, things like that. But after they had done all that and they'd spent weeks together at boot camp, like, he sent them off to, like, the props room or, you know, the Arts and Crafts Center or whatever it is. <laughs> And mm-hmm. they each had to customize their own armor to re- to reflect oh. their pers- their personalities. <laughs> yeah. So if if you you know if you notice like they're all yeah. a little different, they all have like uh-huh. their own kind of like deca- you know decals or mm-hmm. little words on there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to basically to differentiate themselves in some mm-hmm. way. But also you get a little glimpse into you know exactly to make them. You're only invested so much in these characters if they, right. yeah, if they're if they seem human or plausible to you, and and that right. makes a better movie. Yeah, I, I mean, two movies ago we talked about the horrible, horrible abomination <laughs> of the happening, and one of our critiques, well, God, it was all critique, but <laughs> which, yeah, which, which, one? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the big points was like the failure of attention to detail on behalf yeah. of the director, right? <laughs> Indeed. And so that fact that Cameron said, you know, you guys go and customize your stuff, you notice it in the movie. It's it's not necessary from a plot point. No, not but at it's all. But it's a great little detail to differentiate these people. It makes the world feel lived in. Right, exactly. You know, like they've yeah. been there for a while. They've been doing this. And again, like, 
you have to have a certain, even though like this is an alien movie, you know that everyone's showing up for their own funeral, but, but, but you have to believe in their confidence of, you know, we've come here to kick ass and we're going to like, you know, and, and, and all of those little bits and all of their banter in the opening scene as they're waking up and in the locker rooms and stuff. And I mean, there's some great lines in there, but like all of that serves (laughs) to, uh, uh, you know, show that these people have done this for a long time. They're, they're pros, et cetera. (coughs) All right, sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the core. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. This is this is very weird, even even to today. But that um, Sigourney Weaver was nominated for an actual Oscar for her role in this movie, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, I mean, seriously unheard of in terms of right. like action hero. Right for an Oscar. I mean, she was that good, though. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and it's because she had to. I mean, she was a pretty big star at this point yeah. in her, her career. So she, but I mean, she has so much charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just go, going back and forth between she, she's you know just the strong warrior, but also she has the role of nurturing mother. Yeah. To you know to Newt, which I guess was again real in the sense that like. Um, uh, what's what's the name of the actress who plays Newt? Carrie it's, Hen. Yeah, Hen. Um, this was like her first movie. Right. And I guess Sigourney Weaver kind of took her under her wing, protected her from like all the mm-hmm. Hollywood bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so did um, Bill Paxton. Actually, both mm. both of them were, were kind of like, you know, surrogate stage mm-hmm. parents, um, you know, for those long shoots, of course, that Cameron, yeah. <laughs> he would keep people on set <laughs> for like 18 hours or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just piss the British production crew off, but, um, but yeah, so that they, you know, wanted to make sure that she was comfortable and she felt mm-hmm. safe and, you know, and that, um, so that, that was a real, that was a real relationship. And I guess mm-hmm. they're still good friends, obviously to this day even, um, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but that, you know, that, that comes across too, just through, you know, Sigourney's, um, role. Um, how, right. how, how how she did that because because that that was actually something too that they you know they um actually I don't know if I saw this only because I watched I watched the the extended special edition for the purpose of this podcast oh, so okay. so so I don't I don't I no longer remember what, <laughs> which version I saw in the theater but uh-huh. we but we do learn that uh, Ripley's daughter's dead you know she had a daughter. Right. Right. Um, you know, so that this is kind of the, the replacement for those, um, which feelings. Yeah, right. Which, which I had in my notes, I did not watch the extended. I've seen the extended plenty of times. Um, yeah. so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I, I, they had cut out some, some scenes Yeah, and, and, you know, I feel like, so I, I understand like, why that was in there originally, right. To set up the sort of maternal daughter surrogate that, that Newt would become in, in, right. in replacement of her own daughter who, you know, because Ripley has been asleep for 57 years, her own <laughs> daughter has passed on. Right. Right. She must um, be young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the film needed it. That's sort of where I came down, which mm-hmm. is I, 
I didn't feel like there was extra justification needed mm-hmm. beyond the we have found this child, this essentially now orphan child, right. and we are caring for her. I, I didn't feel like the movie needed that extra weight. So I, I think it was, I think it's interesting backstory, but I think it's not necessary for trying to sort of like prove right. how she feels about Newt. You right. Know? Yeah. So again, I, I, yeah, I don't remember if it was um, that there, there were bits, of course, in the beginning that were, edited out of the mm-hmm. of, of the original cut that Cameron wanted back in. Right. Um, the whole, the, in fact, that whole part of, um, yeah, Newt and her brother and, and mm-hmm. their parents out exploring the, that's pla- another the planet. Part. Yeah. That's, that's another part that I think, I think the movie's better without it. It is I, actually. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's great that we have in the theatrical release that we have no indication of what happened or or any of that until they get there. I think that makes for a more suspenseful first it landing. Did because, all right, so I, I I do remember this also about that, that constant tension of, you know, we know what's coming. The Marines right. do not. Right. Ripley, Ripley knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she is, of course, freaked out that they're going into the, um, you know, where all, they see all those life signs, right? Yep. Right. And, you know, she knows what, <laughs> what, what, what their fate was and, right. you know, and, and frightened for them. And, 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 you know, watching this, I was feeling the same way. Like mm-hmm. when, it, when, are, when, are, when are they, you know, when are they going to have their first encounter and what's going to happen? Because right. yeah. in, in the original, I think this is, and this may be my one, I wouldn't, it's not fair to call it a gripe, but mm-hmm. in the, in the first, the first one, um, mm-hmm. the alien just seemed like this unstoppable monster machine that there was right. that there was no way that you could mm-hmm. possibly get rid of it. Um, mm-hmm. And here they're just blown them blown them away with like handguns, right? It, <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. seemed like a little easy to me, yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, you know, because they they were they were. I mean, the alien was so tough and so menacing. And just so evil, almost, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, um, mm-hmm. or, or what did Ash call it? Pure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's purity um, right. that it it became. It, it's just a shoot 'em up monster movie. Is is aliens, which is a just you know, which is a good movie. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's definitely the character <laughs> of the alien has changed. The xenomorph is the menace has changed a little bit. I yeah. I, I see what you're saying and and I'll say I'll say this I I agree with the point you are making and now I'm going to apologize or not to apologize but like like I think I I totally get what you're saying and I think the way that aliens sort of gets around that is it it shifts very much into this you're being overrun by numbers and there is the queen there's sort of a whole hive thing to it so even though you're gunning down these things individually there's like thousands more behind um which we get us yeah which we get a sense of um in alien because they, yeah you know true. when kane goes down and see like thousands mm-hmm. of, of those eggs mm-hmm. i mean you realize okay there's obviously the possibility that there right. could be a whole onslaught of these things mm-hmm. um you know so that is like we talked about thematically that's that is picked up in 
well, I guess the question is, what would happen if they did all get out? And this is, this is what happens. They, <laughs> yeah, that's, they, the, that's, that's the question uh, Cameron came into this with is, uh, so what do we do with all those aliens, all those eggs? Oh, yeah. we'll put them all in people. Yep. Then what? They, yeah. yeah, they just yeah unleash the horde. Um, just so coming back. Sense. Yeah. Coming back to Ripley for a moment. Um, uh, you know, again, I, I, her character is, is so strong in this movie from the very beginning all the way through to the very end. Right. Um, and I think again, in, in a believable way, I mean, um, <clears throat> she's obviously suffering, you know, PTSD from like her yeah. uh, encounter, you know, right. uh, and still decides to go back. And then like once she's down there, right. Surrounded by these space Marines who really aren't giving her much time a day, you know, she's still asserting, you know, like, no, you need to like, listen to what I'm saying because this (laughs) shit's dangerous. Right. Right. You know, and then becomes the one to essentially take charge or at least if not take charge, be the voice of pragmatism or, you know, you know, Hicks, you're in charge now, so I'm going to call that out in front of Paul Reiser, you know, (laughs) stuff like that, you know? Um, so again, like she just continues to be such a compelling character to watch. Um, and the way that she just handles every situation that she is thrown into, um, is I think why we all look at her as one of the great you know, sci-fi slash action slash horror heroes, um, of cinema. Oh yeah. No, she's, she's definitely in the canon of, you know, Mm -hmm. best, (laughs) best characters. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting as we've, you know, have explored some more of these classic action movies, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, 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 you know, I I was thinking about it and comparing it to our time where, Mm. Um, you know, superhero movies, of course, <laughs> I think are kind of popular right now, right? They, they a little se- bit. They seem to be. And <laughs> and that has been like the narrative that's taken over where like we have, you know, we still have a few examples of ba- basically why I think these action movies from the 80s and early 90s were so good is that it did take people... Um, who didn't have extraordinary superpowers, you know, they were mm-hmm. in, in many ways, you know, just people um, who rose to the occasion and, and mm-hmm. through, and through intelligence and just determination were able right. to survive rather than relying on like, you know, some bullshit like MacGuffin or, right. or something right, right. to like, Oh, I now have that superpower, you know, like any Harry, <laughs> any Harry Potter book or movie yeah. it's like oh yeah. we, we what do we need we need to travel through time oh we got one of those right i mean yeah. it's like <laughs> it's oh here in my bag of time yeah. travel books i've got one <laughs> so you know you don't get the sense of that she's like okay i gotta like basically like duct tape a you know right. like like a flamethrower and a grenade launcher yeah. to go after mm-hmm. this thing and you don't know if she's got enough firepower to do what she wants to do or not you know well and and i think this gets back to what we were talking about a little while ago which is like everything that's set up is paid off like that is a harder task right like because if you, <laughs> indeed if, if you're trying to set up a scenario where this you know regular person is able to overcome these 
overwhelming odds and they are going to use these certain means, then you need to like go back to the beginning and write all of that stuff in so that right. it's not just like, oh, hey, I just noticed in my pocket I've got this super alien destroyer wand. <laughs> all right. I have this mech suit that just happened to be in the closet. Oh, that's right. That's useful. I'll use that right now. Right, no, they've right. established the fact that she is an expert mm-hmm. at this and it makes total mm-hmm. it makes total sense. Yep. That she comes out with that. And it, it's like, mm-hmm. I remember we all applauded in the theater yeah. when you saw that because it was so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best fight scenes of any of any movie. I mean, it, it's seriously. It totally is. And even in that scene, you don't like it is still harrowing, right? Like <laughs> the alien, the queen alien is like flipping her tail around and is yeah. like lodging into the seat behind her head. So it is not a done deal by any by any stretch, right? Uh, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about Burke, Paul Reiser's character. Sure. Um, and one of the big questions I came away with watching this this time is like why does Burke want Ripley to go back? I I couldn't quite figure out mm. the mm. rationale cuz his <laughs> his mm-hmm. objective is to you know we find out later he has sent the colonists out to investigate there's some plot holes here if you really try and stitch alien to aliens and the fact that the company already knew that it was there, but yeah. then I guess they forgot about it for 60 years, and then Paul Reiser figures it out. And <laughs> so, like, we don't have to dwell on that. But once it's clear they're going to go on this mission, and I think he suspects, you know, that something bad has happened related yeah. to this aliens, I just, I couldn't quite figure why he cared that she go, and in fact, it seemed more risky to his means that she go along yeah uh (laughs) yeah totally yeah that is (laughs) yeah why why hasn't that been brought up before because it it doesn't it doesn't you're right if i'm i'm trying to on the spot here trying to figure out what what um i figured you'd have the answer what (laughs) what to to what yeah to what ends is this to his advantage um, mm-hmm. have, having her tag along other than I I, I don't know to yeah. to make to make it I don't well besides the plot needs it um, <laughs> right well well that's that's what I was gonna <laughs> to, say is to like, get her back there yeah well, maybe it, that is kind of a like a, a place that is just kind of a you know they wrote themselves into a corner and they had to figure out like. All right, how do we get Ripley back to the planet that she definitely does not want to go back to? <laughs> well, right, yeah, and and this might, like, one of the things I know we said about Alien is, like, everyone, from our perspective, acts how that person would act. I, I think this may be a, a, a slight uh, gap in, in the way the Alien's story is corrected, just, or con- not corrected, uh, constructed, um, in that there are a couple of things like that. I just couldn't figure out, like if I was Burke, if I'm putting myself in his shoes, right. do I want the expert who has seen these things there with me? And yeah. the one who is like dead set on the extermination of the species. Eh, if I want to capture it for my bioweapons decision, I might leave her behind. I don't Other than like, yeah, that she may have, I mean, if his if his main objective is to capture one of these, right? Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. maybe having Ripley along will give him some insight 
in, mm-hmm. into how that could happen. Because she's, you know, but to his knowledge, he, she's the only one who's ever defeated one of these, right? You know, right, and, that, right. and, that, and that may be the information that he needs um, mm-hmm. and that she needs to be along for that ride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of sketchy. And, and that's pretty <laughs> typical of like Cameron yeah. movies that there's always yeah, yeah. like a huge leap of logic in terms of <laughs> sometimes yeah. why, you know, why they're doing something. It's like, okay, well, I'll just, we'll accept that that's mm-hmm. what, what happened to like move yeah. the story along. Um, yeah. But, and I, I think it's, to me, it was something that I hadn't thought of before. Right. Which, goes yeah. to show you right like i've i don't know how many times i've seen this <laughs> movie and this is the first time it came to mind so it clearly wasn't a big deal for me but um uh yeah no that totally yeah. doesn't make sense in in a lot of ways like that, that <laughs> she she literally could have just phoned it in and um not my, not been there yeah my my other red flag on Burke, besides the fact that the first thing he says is "I'm really an okay guy," is how he keeps calling Ripley "kiddo." I'm like, stop! <laughs> I know saying that's that. So, that's so I, annoying. S- stop saying "get on the horse, kiddo." Like, just <laughs> shut it. <laughs> it's like calling her champ or something like right. that. <laughs> like, like you're talking to an eight year old. Like, come on, champ, get out there. <laughs> But I feel like he was, I don't know who you would cast in that role that would be better than Paul Reiser. I felt like he played it so perfectly. I know. Which, sort of, which, and The which, Service, it seems like a strange casting call, because I mm-hmm. I had I'd actually heard of him, because um, mm-hmm. he had been on like Letterman or something like that, as a stand-up comedian. I didn't, right. you know, he had not been on Mad About You, or whatever that show was. <laughs> Um, no, he hadn't been on that yet. So he mm-hmm. was not an actor and he certainly wasn't a name or anything right. like that, that you would mm-hmm. like think, Oh, new Paul Reiser movie. Um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> those words have never been uttered. <laughs> no, no one's ever said that. <laughs> um, but he was like, when I review the cast, I just think of how well every, mm-hmm. everyone did their jobs really. Right. Um, yeah. Ag- again, ser- servicing the story and just really, um, yeah, like, like throwing themselves into the part. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is that Hicks was a literally a last second change. I saw that. Yeah. That, that the original actor who I can't remember his name, um, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah. But but he got busted for like heroin or something. Oh, is that <laughs> while, what happened? While he was filming it. So they Dude. actually have scenes, I guess, um, because they'd already shot some big uh-huh. set pieces that he's actually in it um, b- because Michael Bean hadn't been cast in the role yet. That's so, interesting because th- there are a few shots where uh, like... In in the in the scene where they go into the you know what ultimately is the alien yep that's one of nest, them yep there are a few shots of actors that I'm like have we seen this person no before? yeah that's that was a key that was that was Hicks um, just, okay just not the one we know and love <laughs> um, Michael Bean no and who was my understanding was like so that guy got you know he's in England and he's thrown in jail mm-hmm. and two days later. Yeah, um, Michael Bean's on set, you know, yeah. starts shooting his, I, his part, yeah. Right, and I can't, uh, there are, uh, 
I was about to say there are like two or three people that I can't imagine this movie without, and then I realized as I ran down the entire cast <laughs> that I can't imagine it without any of them. But what I what I was gonna say is like Michael Bean, Bill Paxton, Paul Reiser, obviously Sigourney Weaver, like like you just can't I, I can't Michael Bean in this role is so he just fits the role so yeah. well. You know? Yeah. And I guess Sigourney because she had done all her, you know, um run throughs with the script and everything mm-hmm. with the other actor and already developed kind of a relationship with oh, working wow. working with them. Had mm-hmm. she had to start over and she said it it definitely changed it changed Ripley because she mm-hmm. had because he was he just he just had a different read on the character. Mm-hmm. Um so she said it was it wasn't as like harsh and it was a little softer and it was you know it was a, not not a romance but it was um yeah but but they had a, a like a kind of a connection that was different. Well, that that is really interesting, and I'm I'm glad that guy got busted for heroin. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because he, I think he did straighten his life out, so it was a good wake up. <laughs> oh, I don't care him. about that. Oh, I'm I talking see, about this movie. <laughs> I I really really appreciate the relationship between the two of them in this, and and I I always love it in movies like this that are you know action big budget movies that sort of could easily slip into the Hollywood cliches of, and now it's a like romance between these two, right? This really like it leans enough in that direction without going there where you believe that these are just two people who maybe there's a tiny little bit of flirting and there's some dialogue like that, (laughs) but it's sort of like a, it's like a friendly, mutually respectful relationship that these two people are developing. Here, I want you to put this on. What's it for? It's a locator. Then I can find you anywhere in the complex on this. It's just a precaution. Thanks. Doesn't mean we're engaged or anything. And I always find that way more compelling than the sort of standard Hollywood show. Yeah, no, the, the cliche know? would have been, of course, they would end up, you know, in bed and then go fight some <laughs> aliens, right? <laughs> Which could you imagine? <laughs> well, so so wait, are we reimagining the scene where Ripley is with Newt in the infirmary, and it's actually Michael Bean yes, and, and they're like, in bed together, and then like the yeah the facehuggers come out? That would have been the alter the alternate take. <laughs> uh, maybe they shot that one. I don't know. <laughs> no, but he he definitely has like he he you know from. You know, when they're still in the Sulaco where, like, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, the Sarge is like, well, what can you do? And then she's right. like, well, I've been blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. and then they both just kind of smile and just, like, uh-huh. realize, okay, here's somebody who can take care of themselves. And, right. you know, he you know, in that one scene where he's showing her how to use the pulse rifle mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, 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 it's not a throwaway scene. It could have been. It could have been just like, why are they showing us all this crap? But it's, yeah. the, but it, it, it serves the, I mean, it has a dual purpose of showing that, okay, she's learning how to use this firearm that she will, in fact, use. Right. Um, but also their, their character development and how they, you know, have this, you know, again, this little scene. Yeah. It's not, it's not obnoxious. Right. He's got the line of like, oh, I don't think you want to mess with the grenade launcher. And she's like, come on, you started this. Show me everything. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Glenn, in a movie that is, 
um, <laughs> just packed full of impactful scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you able to pick out a key scene? Yeah, I picked one. It was tough. Um, right. There was there was a bunch that I feel like I could have picked, but you know, one of the things you said at the beginning was it's sort of like this movie is loud, soft, loud, soft, loud, soft, <laughs> and I think you know the parts that we remember or maybe stick with us are all the loud parts. But what I chose for my key scene is one of the softer parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the part where Ripley takes Newt into the, I guess they're in the infirmary. Okay. And think, yeah, basically think... she's trying to convince Newt to get some rest. Um, right. And she's sort of laying her down in bed and Newt's like, I don't want to go to sleep. I'll have bad dreams. Right. And, and you get one of the great lines in this where, you know, Ripley is trying to sort of comfort her and saying like, well, maybe, you know, Casey doesn't have bad dreams. Casey being right. the, the doll head that <laughs> the, she's the, been the doll carrying head, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, like the plastic Barbie head or whatever, you know, and she's like, be like her. There's no dreams in there. And, and Newt's like, uh, Casey doesn't dream because she's just she's plastic. A... <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, uh, it's it's great, and this might be another movie that is good at like taking kids seriously, you know. True, um, that's true, and not making them just sort of like helpless little stereotypes, um, you know. And gives Newt a lot of agency in. You know, the fact that she has survived on this planet for a long time. Yeah, and, and, and Ripley points that. that out. Yeah, like mm-hmm. saying, like, this little girl without any weapons has survived yeah. here. <laughs> which which leads to... <laughs> oh, man. I, this is, like, I, I, I could put all of my favorite Bill Paxton lines up in a row and really have a hard time picking which is my favorite. But one of my favorites is the where he follows on after she says that. He's like, well, why don't you put her in charge? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um yeah, to go back to your key scene though yeah going back so like you know so he's she's trying to comfort her um she also has the important plot point of like giving uh, uh newt the motion yes that's the locator the, wristband right. that yeah, you know hicks had just given her yes. which is obviously paid off later and again, again <laughs> the, the movie does it in a way that doesn't feel contrived it's Oh, here, let me comfort you and give you this, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think the reason why I picked this, not just sort of the exchange between the two, which I think is sweet and and believable, I think this is the moment that helps solidify why Ripley feels so compelled to go back and get her Hmm. later in the movie. Um it's not necessarily yeah. that she wouldn't have anyway, but I think I think this scene, because there is a moment where you know Newt says to her like, "Promise me you'll never leave never me." Never leave me. And, yeah, you're right. And she says, "I I promise." Um, I think this does so much more than what had been cut out of the movie. The sort of like Newt as my daughter surrogate story. I, I don't think you need that. I think this is this is very believable. Of like. I now feel responsible and have even communicated my commitment to this, uh, this child. And so now when ultimately Newt gets taken and Ripley all along has been, you can't go back, you can't help them. They're being cocooned. You right. just better let them go. This, <laughs> I believe sets up 
why she ultimately makes the decision to go back. So that's why it's my key scene. I'm not going to leave you, Newt. I mean that. That's a promise. You promise? I cross my heart. And hope to die. And hope to die. Yeah, it actually... The more you describe it, I, it it's remarkable how much <laughs> how much finesse Cameron used actually mm-hmm. um, in a movie that definitely doesn't have finesse is not a way I would describe <laughs> aliens, <laughs> but but the quiet moments in this case especially have have a you know they do have a payoff and there are mm-hmm. they are important not only for us to catch our breath as mm-hmm. the audience but they're not wasted. Right. It's it, you're right. right. It's totally building that bond. Um, that you understand the urgency and the panic and the mm-hmm. desperation that Ripley will say, how much time do we got, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Bishop tells right. her, he's like, all right, put it down over here. And then, you know, we get the insane ending to this. So I know. And, yeah. And, okay. And, and during that ending, right. When Ripley's going to make the decision to go back in, I think Bishop says like 12 minutes and I'm like, I don't think I could do anything in 12 minutes, much less walk through a compound, <laughs> find a little girl, shoot an alien queen and all of her eggs, and then get back out. <laughs> Just so you know, I um, anytime they have like a time stamp and oh, movie yeah. saying, all right, uh-huh. we got, you yeah. know, I, I always time it, like uh-huh. to see, are they, are they close? And actually, Cameron... He he got it. He got it. I mean, he wow. he, he didn't just say, he didn't just give a number and then yeah. like stretch it out for forty minutes. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It actually was the amount of time. Re- it was real time. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Um, yeah. You know, That's he awesome. used real time for that part, and and you sense it in the movie. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there are other parts where you just you know it's it's a movie, right? They can't show every yeah. second, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this time this time they did. Um, yeah. Because oh, awesome. the other the, one of the scenes that totally terrified me in the entire movie, mm. still, mm-hmm. every time I watch it, is when like Bishop has to go in that tunnel. Oh my um, god! For, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, well, it's gonna take me forty minutes to crawl through the tunnel and like all that. And I was thinking, I like. There's no way I would say let's just die because there's no <laughs> way I'm gonna do that. Because it's probably yeah. you know it's full of aliens. Yeah. What a hor- because it it harks back to that scene where Dallas was stuck in the mm-hmm. you know in the air ducts. That's what I felt mm-hmm. like to me. Except it was worse because it was just right. a tunnel, um, and it could you know I was thinking one of those aliens is going to come up behind him and grab him. That's what I would be terrified every second I was in that tunnel. Well, and again, was, you know this this movie like Alien did does a great job of setting up situations like that where it's not contrived like that is the only choice that they have yeah so (laughs) exactly he has to go in the tunnel otherwise they can't get the drop ship like and that's so much more that that is why you are not yelling at your screen no don't go that way right like yeah exactly like why is he going in the tunnel that's so stupid but it's like yeah that's what he has to do I did love right. though that when uh, I think it's Vasquez like hands him a pistol and then like he immediately hands it back to whoever is just hands it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to use this. <laughs> yeah, he just looks at it and gives. It back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was great. The last thing just to say maybe on uh, on the key scene before we move on is, you know, the other part 
clearly that this sets up is then, you know, the opportunity for Burke, uh, Paul Reiser's character, to unleash the facehuggers in there yep. and hopefully impregnate both uh, 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 Newt and, and Ripley. And then right. that leads to, you know, everyone sort of discovering him as the slime ball that he is. So it serves a couple of... Yeah. I know that part's a, a little while later in the film, but it's still sort of connected there. No, it, 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 it totally sets up that... Um, yeah, just move, moving the story along, you know, the yeah. whole, um, again, the the company, Wayland yutani being the villain mm-hmm. behind, right. of, you know, the behind-the-scenes menace. Yeah. Um, you know, which car- carries through. One of the things, Glenn, I appreciate about movies from this era is kind of the... Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like the montage of like the prep of like trying to, <laughs> in, in, yeah. in, you know, like we had, we had it in, you know, predator with Schwarzenegger uh-huh. as he, came, but, and here they're fortifying their, you know, um, yeah. you know, their position. Right. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're sealing off the doors and they're yep. setting up those yep. like cool guns and stuff like uh-huh. that. And I've, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just like the, the A team was based the entire show is based on that <laughs> that whole premise, right? And Absolutely. that's why you watched it, right? Yeah, right. Or or MacGyver or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and these every one of these movies has that part, and I always, I don't know why though. I mean, I, why do it? Why why is that an enjoyable thing to watch? <laughs> In terms I have. Of, they're just like they're not really they're doing something, but yeah, I have an answer ready for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's because as okay th- this may be a like american boy thing or maybe just a boy thing right like this may be a <laughs> 10 8 to 10 year old boy thing right um uh we all watched swiss family robinson that's and true. immediately wanted to build pits with tigers in them to, <laughs> you know, fend off attacking pirates, uh, you know, and coconut grenades and yeah. log rolls and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I, I just remember, like, that stuff when I was a kid, it, oh my God, like that, that was my jam. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, but it's, but even at a deeper level, it appeals to, I don't know, something prime, you know, <laughs> Something primal almost in us to like, yeah, want to like build crap and like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, just just protect the cave or I don't know what, but just those 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 parts they don't really do that anymore in movies that I can think of, do they? You know, I mean, the only the only thing like taking it a little bit more seriously, maybe you know, one element of it is, you know, so much of these movies are conflict right and like mm, mm-hmm. immediate conflict like you know the alien oh they're in ceilings right and we're now we're fighting them in the room and all that kind of stuff you, you don't have time to like think you're just right trying to survive and you know there is something to those sort of montages of the prep and you saw it in predator them building all the traps and stuff yep. right that is almost like we're not an immediate conflict so now i can use my brain and try and outsmart the opponent maybe there might be something there to that where it's like yeah again they're not I using feel like i'm yeah i feel like i'm getting one over on them with my wits uh versus 
whatever else. And then, you know, they all go to hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. they're in the ceilings, not right. the air ducts. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, which is great because it does, yeah. again, show the, even their greatest preparation still isn't good enough, right? But just the fact that they have those parts in it, you know, you I, I always like that. In fact... Uh, here's an, a modern example um, mm-hmm. because it's the part. One of the parts of the movie I enjoyed the most was uh, James Bond Skyfall, where mm-hmm. at the very end of the movie he's back at his family estate, right. mm-hmm. and he's totally outgunned, and he has to come mm-hmm. up with all those like you know little, you know, he doesn't have his gimmicks, right? He doesn't have his right. tech tech toys, so he has to use mm-hmm. what he has available, like ancient right. weapons and broken glass and stuff uh-huh you know that's that's home alone you know <laughs> it, it, is. It, it, it is it is like this is this is what we call this now these are the, this is the home alone moment moment in, moment you know, right action movie and you know it also in um i think it's the second john wick movie where you know, oh, he's yeah. going in and he sets all the guns in the exact I totally right place forgot about that where yeah. he's gonna need them right i yeah. think there's just something about uh, us as an audience that likes to see the character that's ahead of everyone else, right. you know? Yeah. And so some of the prep stuff maybe is like the, aha, we're out thinking the opposition. We're going to get one up on them. Um, you know, and, and it oftentimes in movies like this, it ends up backfiring or, or not working, you know? <laughs> not so work- yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something to that, but you know, I don't know. I feel like that's part of what's compelling. Like when you watch Sherlock Holmes, you don't want Sherlock to fail. You want to be like, ha ha, I've got, I'm, I'm there with Sherlock and he's yeah. super smart and I'm right. And he's ahead of everyone else. Right. It makes you feel good. Right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different, yeah. I mean, it's a different way for the hero to, yeah. What, when the, when the heroes have superpowers or magic, you're mm-hmm. you're assuming that they're going to rely on those to solve their problems. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's, that's how it's going to happen, right? Uh, and and sorry to interrupt there, but that's a really interesting contrast because those scenes do not appear in superhero movies. Well, they can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they can't. But but what happens in superhero movies is the payoff where the trap that they have laid works and then you're like oh they were planning this this whole time right (laughs) right what you don't get is all of the build-up to it and i i think to me that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about these you know superhero movies depend on magic to solve their script and plot problems for them (laughs) right whereas these movies depend on real people and it's fun to watch how they would try and solve it, right? No, I I do like it, like you're saying, like when Holmes or whoever, you know, they're mm-hmm. just being ingenious or they're just mm-hmm. outthinking, they're trying to outthink their opponent because right. they, for whatever reason, we know, like, as the audience, we know what's coming at them in Aliens. I mean, right. we know that it's this horde of unstoppable creatures and yeah. to an extent you're thinking yeah there's no way like one stupid set of guns and right there's you know i i can't believe they've locked down every single access point <laughs> yeah, yeah. in which they didn't you know which and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think um, i think there's something different about there's something more relatable about like for no one 
none of us are going to be the amazing crime mystery solver <laughs> that Sherlock Holmes is, but he doesn't have magic powers. He's just really smart. smart and so right. we can all like, it's almost like just one degree removed, right? <laughs> we aren't on the Sulaco and we aren't on whatever the planet name is fighting all these aliens. <laughs> but if we were, it's like one, one degree removed. I might do these things. So it, it feels closer maybe to us than all of the superhero shenanigans. Yeah. You know, which again, I mean, it's just, it's just like in anything it'll, it'll, it'll play. It's for whatever reason, this time and culture, this is an mm-hmm. appealing type yeah. of entertainment and it'll pass and we'll find something it, different. Yeah. And, and I like those movies just fine. I yeah. don't rewatch them, you true. know, that's true. Uh, with yeah. a couple of exceptions. Um, because there's just, yeah, it's it's not as compelling. I'm not as interested in the flashy stuff. I'm more interested in, you know, the, the people um, and the characters in the movie. One last thing I, I wanted to comment on about your point about sort of the, the montage is, you know, the, the sort of, it's another great opportunity for these movies to zoom in and focus on each of the different characters. So you oh, see right. yeah. you see Hudson and Vasquez who've had this tension, right? They're working together <laughs> right. to weld the door, you know? Um, you know, and even Gorman, who everyone loves to hate because he, you know, it's like his second <laughs> combat mission ever. Boy, he drew a bad straw on that one. Uh, but you know, Gorman's like helping push a little cart along. So it's again, it's like a great opportunity for these movies with all of these characters that you don't need to know a ton about, but you need to know a little bit. Here's another opportunity to sort of highlight them, right. um, include them in in, in 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 scenes like this. Yeah. No, it's always best. I mean, it is always best, almost always, to show rather than tell, right? I mean, if you absolutely, want, you know, we could get a bunch of, of, you know, here's here's the backstory, and it's going to be told mm-hmm. through verbatim by this one character, but instead, um, yeah, just just to see them at work. Right. Um, and, and if it's done well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we do get to know something about right. them and it makes the story more interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gorman has an actual arc in this movie and you see him yeah, starting true. to like pitch in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, totally then, true. Yeah. Uh, so Chris, I mean, I think the last question to ask is, uh, did this movie aliens, did it save the world? I can't think of any other answer but yeah <laughs> i mean i it 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 was um everything fun and good about an action movie it, yeah. it had it and, and it didn't do it in a pandering sort of mm-hmm. phony way i mean you have you have an exciting story yeah you have a an incredible hero that you're rooting mm-hmm. for the entire time who has to mm-hmm. you know it has a real kind of journey of like feeling at the beginning helpless and hopeless and just right. you know and and then having to come a, come out using again just the strength of character of of you know of of and intelligence mm-hmm. to to win i mean this this movie has everything and yeah. it's it's i mean so many movies have tried to poorly copy it <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But it, there's worse things to try to emulate than aliens, um, and I think it's I think it's 
they just can't make a movie like this anymore unfortunately mm-hmm. it, it just would it just couldn't happen in today's world um the, the way things came together and mm-hmm. and and cameron and you know like we talked about before i mean terminator 2 again a sequel in this mm-hmm. in this case to his own movie right right um but he but he does such a good job with that one um mm-hmm. So I would say not, this is his, I think this is his best sequel <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> and his mm-hmm. best movie, yeah. um, you know, and it, 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 it absolutely did. And save, save, save the world. Um, you know, the other question that we asked during this was like, is it as a sequel, does it surpass or equal its mm-hmm. you know predecessor? And that, that's a, that is a tough question to answer. I certainly don't think it, it's greater than alien. Um, but in terms of being an action film, it's it's hard to think of one that I like more. Yeah, I I I have a couple of things to say. I personally, I'm comfortable with not like what we said earlier, which is which do you like more? I and and again, just going back to what we said at the beginning, like I'm kind of comfortable just not answering that question. I like both <laughs> for different reasons, you right? Know? Yeah, it's, it's it's like saying which do you like more, pizza or sushi? Like, well, they're both excellent. <laughs> it's just what day of the week is it? You know? Or um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you feel about sushi or pizza, but <laughs> I like the them other... together. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some uni on my cheese yeah, pizza. Just, just... <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, I. I wanted to say about this in sort of the does it save the world category is I remember like I remember watching this movie as a kid and then talking about it with my dad and one of the things that we talked about was like sort of the you know the the co-ed military right where right. It's, it's women and men it's you know they are equal in every respect uh, even in the locker room and all that kind of stuff and you know and, <laughs> right. and this is the 80s right so this was not where we are today with, you know, a more integrated, uh, armed forces and whatnot. But, you know, it was a, it was a, it just set out this sort of, you know, viewpoint of, and even the character of Ripley, like how much of our, uh, I don't know what the right word, uh, is, but like how much of our ideas around like gender inequality are are sort of superficial versus, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, real or whatnot. And I think, so I think, I think, you know, for a movie from the eighties, like I loved that this movie sort of integrated those things and, you know, and for my, you know, for me as a kid and my dad talking, like at least it fostered a conversation, you know, um, and the uh, conversation about like, well, would this really work and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and I love it when science fiction does that, when it sort of yeah. pushes our own comfort boundaries or not comfort boundaries, but our own, what we're used to as norms and sort of shows a different perspective and makes and does it in a way that you can actually come back and say like, oh, maybe all the things that I used to think or people in the past thought could be thought about differently, you know? Um, yeah, I think so. science fiction is like, maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons I enjoy it for the most mm-hmm. part is, is that it, it is a good vehicle to explore ideas about humanity yeah. in a way that you couldn't do 
yeah, in a, in a, in a sitcom or yeah, and, or, and, or like, in, in, in some other format. Well, and and like really question those those beliefs that you might hold and don't even realize that you're holding, right? And and I think something that's great about science fiction is there's a separation of time and technology that allows you to sort of like divorce yourself and your own day-to-day experience from the ideas being shown on the screen that makes it maybe less threatening because I'm not talking about you and your identity. Right. I'm talking about this idea that these other people are dealing with. And now I can bring it back into like our current day experience. Sure. Cause you know, I never, I, I not, yeah. Did you say that, you know, there was never a point where I questioned whether or not Vasquez belonged in that unit oh, or, 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 or that, them, right? or that, yeah, she couldn't kill every one of those people. <laughs> Well, I mean, she was just she was just a well written character in that regard. Where it's just you know, oh, you 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 totally trusted her and wanted her to you wanted her to succeed because yeah, I know. mean, if 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 it was down to me and I could have my pick of what one marine is left, I'd pick <laughs> yeah. Vasquez. Oh, totally, she'd murder everyone in that room. <laughs> my 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 no, she- <laughs> my my favorite. I, I keep saying favorite Bill Paxton line, but uh, it, it, it's not really a Bill Paxton line, but it's exchanged between them. Like one of my favorite parts is like when Bill Paxton's trying to give her shit. Yep. And he's like, has anyone ever accused you of being a man? And she says, <laughs> like, no. no, have you? <laughs> it is. That I still, I still love that line. It is one of the best exchanges. I can't in, think uh, this, this perfect comeback. This is, this would be me. Okay. Here's me in this exchange. Bill Paxton comes up to me, says, have you ever been accused of being a man? My response in that moment would be, uh, no. <laughs> Two weeks later, I would wake up first thing in the morning and say, Oh, I should have said, no, have you damn it. <laughs> Oh, if we could all live in our own movie. I know, that was pre-written. exactly. We're just st- stars in our own film. I know. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. I do know, um, and this th- this was, um, you know, the time of this movie, it, uh, there was a lot of, like, Vietnam movies coming out, mm, you know, where, yeah, where they, they, were, they were kind of re- reinterpreting vietnam in some ways and mm-hmm. how the and how the you know how it went oh, down yeah. and, and how people uh-huh. were treated um and i i know that cameron thought about you know mm. the 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 marines as being essentially like these naive kind of super right. war you know these ultra warriors that were completely mm-hmm. unprepared for what was going to happen to them mm-hmm. and I, I know that that i know that was in the back of well I know that because he said it, but <laughs> that, that, that was in the back of his mind <laughs> yeah. a bit during during the intro to the, you know, as they come off, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the ship and they're like mm-hmm. ready to just go on a bug hunt or whatever he yeah. says. And <laughs> right. it went horribly wrong and did not. So I, I that was another aspect of it. Just not necessarily, I don't know what to call it. It wasn't anti-military in, in much as it was like imperialism and and. Just the just the arrogance of, you know, weaponry and stuff like that compared to like the reality of of well, what of what it was. Yeah, I mean, I I and, and I don't even think there needs to be sort of like judgment 
assigned, right? It's it's yeah, it's right. It's the critique of the Vietnam War that was like to your point that was happening in a lot of movies and. I mean, it had been happening for a long time, right? Um, uh, and had been starting to happen more in, in movies uh, around this time. You you know, you get Platoon and... And Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, and, Apocalypse yeah. Now, like all of these um, movies at that time. Yeah, no, I, that makes total sense. I could see how you would pull that sentiment and some of those ideas into a movie like this, which really is about a supposedly technologically more advanced superior force getting in over its head, which is, yeah, yeah which that's is, the story of Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And what are they doing there? And all those questions. And yeah. you do feel, you do feel like, yeah, those, <laughs> the people sent weren't properly uh-huh. informed of what, their, of what their mission was and what they're doing there. And it was, yeah. it, it, it turned and, out to be a, a pretty ugly an ugly part. <laughs> yeah, and the situation wasn't understood. Luckily, we have learned from all of those lessons and have I've never noticed that to a yes, scrape that, like that, that, we've, sense. that we've paid close attention to history and have <laughs> stopped doing things like that. <laughs> like what what's wrong with us? I mean seriously. Oh, God. Do, do people not watch movies and stuff? <laughs> oh. I, I can't. We, there are we so have, many examples. <laughs> we don't. We don't have time on this show. Oh, it would. It, yeah. No. Nope. Nope. Well, I mean, at least we'll keep getting good movies out of the pain and suffering of actual human beings dying. Yeah. Oh, out gosh. of the hubris, hubris of. Uh, yeah. Of people what? in power. Yep. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I had a hard time coming up with the would you rather for this movie. So I'm cheating a little bit. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> which, yeah, you're like, yeah, of course he would be. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so the would you rather that I have come up with is, um, and this would you rather deals with characters in the movie. <laughs> and I'm going to pull aside two. I'm going to say Ripley is out of bounds, Ash is out of bounds, and hmm. uh, 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 Bishop is out of bounds. So three. I lied. <coughs> Would you rather be a character in Alien hmm. or Aliens? Oh. <laughs> Actually, that's a better... No, you don't give yourself <laughs> enough credit, because that's, um, <laughs> that's actually really a really... <laughs> Tough call. <laughs> you can be Paul Reiser if you want. <laughs> so I have to. I have to choose. I have to choose someone. Is what you're well, saying? Well, you don't necessarily have to choose one. It might be more interesting if you did. Yeah, that would actually be more so, fun. Yeah. yeah. Who do you so choose? I, for instance, i i could I could be Hicks. For instance, that would be cool. Or is that you could be Hicks? Yeah, you I, could I, be Hicks. I, I, I would. What? You just can't be Rickley, Ripley or right. the, the androids. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. shit. I've left what? the loophole. You could choose the alien. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that thoughtful <laughs> or creative. I wouldn't have. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, I'd be the queen. No, she dies. I don't like that. <laughs> no, I, I, I would like, I, I like the character of Hicks a lot. 
because he mm-hmm. seems like an honorable guy who's yeah. just stuck in a shitty situation. Yeah. He's tr- yeah. he's tr- he is trying to do the right thing. Uh-huh. You know, he he's like, let's just nuke the. You know, he's right. like, let's let's just not pretend like this is a winnable war. We <laughs> we, we, we got to take all these out regardless <laughs> of the cost. So he's, right. you know, he he's and he understands his. His role as compared to Ripley too. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, I'm the Marine here, but like, yeah, she's got the know-how, and I'm going to defer <laughs> to like what she's up to. But he's still like the man and in charge yeah. in a sense, like not like the man, like just like no. he's the guy. He's the right the the the, the dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's it, in terms of the chain of command. He's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I get That's, that. Right. That, right. That, that's all I'm trying to say with that, and and um, deferring to her expertise and her advice and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. not be, not being an ass about it, right? I mean, <laughs> right. he's not yeah. he's not trying to take like, well, you know, mansplain everything to her. <laughs> yeah, like I, I got that. I, I, my my assumption wasn't meant that you meant like, well, he wears the pants in this uh, army. Yeah, <laughs> here's how a gun works, lady. <laughs> All right, so so Hicks and Aliens Hicks, is your choice. Yeah, Hicks Hicks is Hicks is my second favorite character. Um, my my choice is Jones because Jones is the only oh, one who lives. You know, I never thought about Jonesy. Damn it, there was another one. Although I would actually have to be a cat. So. Yeah, I I do love Jones. That's one of my favorite <laughs> characters as well. All right, Chris. Well, this was a lot of fun to talk about these two movies back to back. I am dying to know what we have in store next week. Yes, and we are <laughs> we are going to go in a different direction. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> than our our last couple ones here, but I am choosing. Um, let me see if you can guess it. Hang on, it's just you well, texted me earlier today and said we were going with Aliens Three, and I was like. <laughs> I'm ready to change direction, so I'm 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 happy with. Well, I think yeah, I'll no, be happy I, with whatever you say. No, it's yeah. No, I was definitely kidding. <laughs> I, there's no reason to go yeah. that route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I I think you'll be surprised. It's okay. um, it is it is it is a Stephen King story. Ooh. All right. Um, and it's the but the movie is from. In 1994, hmm. it's and it's not Maximum Overdrive, which is my favorite. I'm literally racking my brain right now for Stephen King related movies from the 90s. Go it, on, I and, and all right, and and this is from. I I, I don't know what that we can't, we had a theme around this and I don't remember how to exactly state it, but the, the mm-hmm. theme was, um, is it, is it hype or overhyped? It basically, oh, is it, okay. it is, is it as good as right. They say it is. And it, mm-hmm. this movie is considered by many people to be a masterpiece. One of the best mm. movies of all time. It's Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> wow. You went there. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> I have not seen this movie in a long time. Um, the movie that can do no wrong. No one can say one wrong thing about this movie. You realize what you've set us up for here, right? Yeah. <laughs> this movie is beloved by universally. It is. It is. It, you're right. It's some oh. people consider it without flaw. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm a so, little bit worried about this. <laughs> so can can it can it support the the decades of love? Oh, how long into this episode will it be before one of us starts doing our Morgan Freeman impression? <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm into it. I yeah, I haven't seen this movie in a while either. Um, yeah, um, it'll be really interesting to look at this with sort of fresh eyes. So that'll be fun. All right. Yeah, it's so that was that's what. Yep, that's what's on tap. Alrighty. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Chris, I'm glad we ended our alien uh, saga. I think this was the right place to end it. <laughs> Indeed, it was. Maybe when we run out of other movies, we can talk about Alien 3. Um, but for now, <laughs> we- or when you get really mad at me, we can talk about Alien vs. Predator. Uh, but I think this was a good end to the run. So... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tune in next week as we tiptoe our way around the everyone's most beloved movie, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs>